ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hottest podcast this side of the world. Welcome to the Panama City Beach Trailer Blazers, the hottest podcast in the Western Hemisphere. Ladies listen for free all the time. Dudes listen for free until 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Don't miss out on the hottest podcast, the trailer, Dumb Dudes Blazers. Yep, we're definitely on that beach right now, not in our respective homes in Alabama and Wisconsin. Well, folks, uh, welcome back to the Trailer Blazures, also known as the Dumb Dudes Podcast. Uh, My host here is Nick. That's me, Nick. Uh, Nick gets in for free every night to this podcast. Yeah, that's because I'm the janitor. So that's the janitor, Nick, and I'm Ben. I'm I'm probably just a landscaper if you're the janitor. DJ Janitor, janitor in the house. And his trusty sidekick, the landscaper. The landscaper sounds cooler. You're you're supposed to be losing at this, not winning. <laughs> uh, all I do is win, Nick. You know. What did you done did watch this week? What we done did watch this week. What did I done did watch? Uh, I caught that Army of the Dead. What did you think of it? You know, I I didn't like it, but it's not that's not that's not a slight against this movie. I just don't like gratuitously violent movies in general. And this movie is very violent. I didn't I don't remember it. I thought it was too stupid to feel violent. It's just like the whole trope of like the zombie biting a person and it's stretching out the muscle and sinew and stuff and Ah, uh, okay. And also that scene with the twist, if you know what I mean, the scene with the twist. Yes. A deadly twist, if you know what I mean. That was dumb, I thought. Yeah, I just... So I watched it while I was donating platelets, and I kind of wish I had watched Sweet Tooth instead, which, by the way, Sweet Tooth is a show. I think we totally missed that. No, I knew it was a show this whole time. Oh, you did? Mm Mm-hmm. I I thought it was a movie the whole time. Nope. You couldn't have been more wrong. No, I was definitely wrong. Well, I wish I would have watched that rather than Army of the Dead. I haven't started that yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to start it, too. Uh, I did finish Jupiter's Legacy. How did you find the ending? Uh, lackluster, a waste of time. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> so you understand why it was canceled then? Uh, I do. Yeah, it's not good enough to keep going. It's just not good yeah. enough. Yeah, don't don't, don't care. Uh, or in the world of Jack Nicholson, I'm glad you're dead. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> All right, this is not the 1989 Batman quoting uh, podcast, is it? Sometimes. So- <laughs> Occasionally it is. Uh, I watched the first episode of Modoc too. What did you think of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I giggled a couple of times, but I didn't find it like just laugh out loud funny. I didn't see this myself, but I was told of a review headline that said it, it had a lot of jokes, but not a lot of laughs. And that's the most accurate thing I can say of it. Yeah, I think I laughed out loud one time in that first episode where like the pigeon dies and the, and the guy goes, did he make it? <laughs> it was just so dumb that I laughed. There's about one one thing per episode that I laugh at. I said to Jess that it was the Space Force of cartoons, and it also features Ben Schwartz, much like Space Force. So it's the same sort of thing where there's one thing per episode that I laughed at. That's not worth watching a whole show over. No, no, especially not a comedy. 
Yeah, I can't do Now, this show didn't, like, feel forced or anything, but I, when you say Space Force, it reminds me of that Mythic Quest. Like, Space Force and Mythic Quest just felt so forced. I haven't seen Mythic Quest because I don't have Apple TV, but I, I believe you that it does. Yeah, it, it's that same energy, just a forced energy, like you're trying to make fetch happen, and it's just, you know, no. Dang it, Gretchen. All right, what'd you watch? Well, I watched uh, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, because it is on HBO and in theaters right now. So that's the new Conjuring movie. Uh, I love The Conjuring 1 and 2. This one was good, but it was not as good as those two. I like The Conjuring 2 best, because I was already really interested in the Enfield poltergeist story which is what the conjuring 2 is about this one is sort of based on a true story but i feel like it it's a lot less grounded in reality than the other two are it's a lot more like straight up like almost like sci-fi ish it wasn't as creepy i guess it's still a good movie i still enjoyed watching it just wasn't as creepy and i like how i like the creepiness of the conjuring movies is like the prime kind of creepiness that i like for yeah. movies like creepy ghost movies it did have john noble in it so that was worth the price of admission right there and he said some cool stuff you know in his john noble voice he's like there are tunnels underneath these lands stuff like that so <laughs> and then i watched the first episode of loki did you watch loki so actually aaron has told me that she wants to watch it with me so i am i'm waiting to watch it okay i won't say anything obviously i never would anyway on the podcast yeah I will preface this by saying I'm I really like time travel stuff. Like I'm a time travel nerd and I really like the first episode of Loki. It has the potential to be one of the best MCU storylines, I think. I'm a huge time travel fan. I think Kevin Feige would agree with you. He seems to be most passionate about this one. Well, Owen Wilson and Loki's chemistry is just so immediately good too. I can't wait for that interaction. It's so natural. Like, sometimes people just click together really well, and those two are very good at it. Oh, it's and so it, great. It's so funny, too. It's way funnier than I thought it was going to be, too. Gosh, I love I love a lot of humor in my Marvel and my Star Wars. Yep, and apart from that, I've just been... I'm still watching Doctor Who reruns, so yeah. that's all I did this week. Cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. All right, well, that's what we done had watched this, this week, and that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, our first one here. Some people may have seen some set photos surfacing that they're shooting the fifth Indiana Jones movie. This time directed by James Mangold, who is a good director. I will say, I like James Mangold. And uh, I don't think Shia LaBeouf is in this one, so that's that's good. <laughs> and uh, it looks like from, from some information that came out that there's going to be some flashbacks to World War II in this movie. So they're probably going to de-age Harrison Ford to be a younger Indiana Jones for those flashbacks. And, and maybe that Nazis will be the bad guys again. I don't really know a lot about this movie. But I imagine it'll take place in the 60s if it's following suit of the other one in real time from the era. You know, like uh, the Crystal Skull took place in the 50s because it was however many years later. Whatever. It'll probably be in the 60s. But anyway, there's going to be some flashbacks. And that's that first piece of news there. Uh, I don't think this movie needs to be made. I don't either. I don't either. It doesn't need to be made. 
Uh, will I watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, will it be better than the last one? Almost certainly, because I don't <laughs> think it's. We got the real bad one out of the way. I feel like so this one. This will just be an extra thing that's kind of unnecessary. Like when they made the Pirates of the Caribbean, the one with uh, Javier Bardem. It's like, it wasn't bad. It just was unnecessary. Doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So then second piece of news we have here, Namor. Yeah. So this has been flying around from a lot of different sources. Even comicbook.com, which is why I'm talking about it. It's not just some we got this covered nonsense. Yeah. It, It appears... That uh, this Mexican actor, Tenoch Huerta, was cast in Black Panther 2 as the villain who's going to be Namor. And I should say antagonist, because Namor is antagonistic to a lot of people, but he's not an evil character. Right. So he's not like a a villain. But uh, Atlantis and Wakanda have some beef in the comics, So and Namor is the king of Atlantis. Now, I would like to point out that Namor was created and copyrighted before Aquaman. So if anyone's going to see this and be like, oh, it's just Aquaman. No. Aquaman is just Namor. Namor is the oldest Marvel hero. Is that right? That's right. He's the very first Marvel, technically very first Marvel character. Character, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's also, the, I think, the first mutant as well. I was just about to say that. Isn't he a mutant? Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been retconned, but I'm not sure. Um, but there's a rumor that uh, Atlantis will be featured in Eternals, so oh, okay. they, they could sort of start to lay the seeds maybe for that, and that this dude is going to be Namor, which is something I want. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope they do Namor the way he is in the comics, where he's really weird and sort of like. Uh, like pretentious and like sort of pompous yeah. but also yeah. he doesn't he doesn't understand any like human things but there's one comic thing where he gets stuck in a, a glass revolving door and he just <laughs> doesn't know how to get out of it there's just good stuff like that he's he can be funny yeah he to me he he has in the comics he always strikes me as this like very otherworldly character like he's yeah he's not involved and also um he's he he thinks he's better than everybody else Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just a very different character, but an interest in an interesting way. I agree. Yeah, that's a perfect reading, and it's that's what I want to see. Like, if they nail that, they that's will. what I want to see. He needs to be like pretentious and sort of like I don't know, arrogant, but also yeah, clueless. Yeah, yeah. very interesting character. He he'll be very different from what we've seen in the MCU up to this point. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think of the closest type of character that we've seen in the MCU to him. I would say Thor at the beginning of Thor one, before he before he yeah. learns from his mistakes. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. Is this casting? Is it still a rumor or is it confirmed? This guy. It's a, it's pretty much confirmed that this guy's in the movie. It's heavily rumored that he's Namor. Uh, it's probably true. I've not seen something reported right. this yeah. much on this many sites and had it not really pan out. Cool. All right. Well, the next piece of news here, the WB and New Line Cinema are making a Lord of the Rings anime about Helm's Deep. Yeah. So this is going to be called The War of the Rohirrim and is going to come out in theaters it's going to be an anime, or they call it an anime, I don't really know, but it's going to be about the origin story of Helm's Deep. Um, it's it's supposed to, be, I think it's going to follow the 
the Peter Jackson aesthetic of everything. So it's, if you want it to fit in to those movies, it will. Like the orcs will look like they look in there. It's an anime art style. Um, there's not a lot of information at this point yet about this. It's just it's got a director Kenji Kamiyama from the Blade Runner Black Lotus uh, shorts from the Blade Runner 2049 Blu-ray, and uh, some Ghost in the Shell thing called Standalone Complex. I'm sure if, if there's any anime people listening, they would know what that is. I do not. And it says it's going to plunge fans. It will plunge fans into a legendary battle that helped shape Middle Earth and set the stage for the epic adventures brought to life in the Lord of the Rings film trilogy. So, I'm I'm not like a big anime guy, but Rohan is my favorite thing in Lord of the Rings. So I'm definitely going to check this out. What news from the Riddermark? What business does an elf man and a dwarf have in the Riddermark? Official business of the court. If you say so. So I will definitely watch this. Uh, is this going to be a series or a movie? I think it's a movie, and I think oh, it's okay, coming well, out theatrically. I'll watch it. Uh, next piece of news here is Jamila Jamil is confirmed. Tell us what she's confirmed for now. Okay, so we talked about this a yep, little bit yep. last week, I think, where I had a I had a rumor and a, and a confirmed last week for She-Hulk. So this week I'm confirming my rumor from last week. Jamila Jamil is playing Titania in She-Hulk, so she's going to be the villain of She-Hulk and will be Titania. First of all, I like Jamila Jamil. Let's just establish that. I don't know anything about Titania. Okay, well, she was kind of like a nerd, like a nerd that got bullied, and then she got powers um, from Doctor Doom, I think, in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, which I could be. It's been a long time since I read anything with her in it. But I think she got powers from Doctor Doom, and then she came back, and she wasn't like a scrawny nerd anymore. She was like a tough, very strong, tall woman like Jamila Jamil. So I don't know how they'll probably change her up some because she's one of the she's an older character, so they tend to redo the origin stories for some of these like older side characters like this. So we'll have to see how they interpret it. But yeah, Jamila Jamil playing uh titania and she hulk and i'm all for it i like her <coughs> i've been smoking <laughs> do you think that they're gonna have jamila jamil like get real buff and fit and stuff i don't know i have no idea because i don't know what the if she's gonna be the first form or if she's gonna have some sort of weird armor or some sort of yeah i have no is, idea is she gonna be a cgi character because i know that she hulk is gonna be cgi right yeah, she's she's definitely a mocap. I bet she'll have some sort of mocap element. I bet she will too. That's what I'm thinking. And then they'll just do mocap fights. As long as it looks good. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news here. Oh yeah, yeah, Splinter Cell animated series coming on Netflix. This was unexpected and very awesome and super welcome. Uh, Netflix is making a Splinter Cell series with Ubisoft, and uh, it's Derek Kolstad from John Wick yeah. is working on it. They haven't announced any of the cast yet. I'm really, really, really hoping it's Michael Ironside as Fisher. That would be that would be great. I would like that if they did that. Um, that just for the fans. Yeah, please, oh please, Michael Ironside. I no offense to the dude that was Sam in Blacklist. It was right, a good game. Right. Uh, it was the first good game after the two bad games. But you know that dude's not Sam Fisher. It's Michael, Michael Ironside. Ironside. You know, I I wonder if this does well. Like, if it's real popular, it's watched a lot, if if uh, Netflix, not Netflix, but if uh, Amazon will see that and will be like, oh, man, we've got to we've got to make the Tom Clancy verse. We've got to put him in the Tom Clancy verse. 
Yeah, Amazon. Do something cool for once. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I, I, I love Splinter Cell. Like it's it's my favorite Tom Clancy property. Is it your favorite Tom Clancy property? Hundred percent. Okay, we're on the same page here. So I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, I, gosh, I welcome this wholeheartedly. Yeah, me too. There's not a lot. Of, like they didn't even cast it yet, so it won't be out. I probably not till. I would guess next year, but probably like fall next year, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. I think this the website that we were looking at was saying that they wanted the stacked, uh, or there was it was going to be a stacked cast. Yeah, I bet they'll get Michael Ironside, right? I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to predict the future. Yeah, I suppose. Well, if, if the the future Blazers segment has taught us anything, it's that neither one of us knows how to predict the future. <laughs> Not at all. We don't. Um, all right, so that's all the news that we have for you. And you know what that brings us to, Nick? What is that? The new new. New new new. Yes, the new new. New new. Trailers, folks. We have a perfect. No, no, we don't. It's not perfect. We have a Adele Dezine minus one. We have an Adele Levine. Adele Levine. You know what we should have put on this is that uh, that uh, Jim Baker, Tammy Faye Baker movie. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see it either, but Aaron showed me the trailer to it. I don't know if the trailer came out a while back or what, but it's got Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain. Well, Jessica Chastain is in one movie per week, so it's hard to keep track of hers. <laughs> well, Andrew Garfield's getting around too, man. He's been in a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, he has. He's been popping up. Well, I tell you what, let's start about let's talk about this first movie that we have here, which is Dynasty Warriors, a Chinese-made movie based on the video game series. Yep. Uh, the description on IMDb for this one says, The movie is adapted from an internet game of the same name. <laughs> <laughs> the an, story, internet <laughs> an internet game of the same name. The story is set in the turbulent late Eastern Han Dynasty. Ambitious uh, Dong Zhao controls the court and commonality and heroes from all over the country begin to rise so that's that's the little plot synopsis there this is a wild trailer it definitely looks like a chinese bollywood movie yeah that's the best way i can it looks like bahubali but uh chinese yeah i i think i'm super into this actually oh it looks dope <laughs> i'm not saying it yeah that's a like i like bollywood movies and especially bollywood action movies they're totally bonkers there is yeah there's a complete lack of pretense it's just you know it's it's pure nonsense bonkers is the right word and if you don't if you've never seen the dynasty warrior games it's basically you're like you're like a super warrior and you have hordes of uh infantrymen coming at you and you're doing these moves where you're just sending like hundreds of dudes into the air with like a swipe of your weapon yeah definitely it's it's like the power-ups in god of war yeah exactly so so this movie is just a lot like the, well this trailer is a lot of that them just like doing all these gigantic moves and dudes flying everywhere and it just looks fun and wacky and bonkers and i want to see it i like at the end where he's just like i think you and i are the only heroes <laughs> <laughs> yep so this is uh this is coming to netflix i believe right yeah all the all these foreign movies usually end up on netflix they get them first yeah so definitely looking forward to this one. Uh, next trailer we have here is The Last Mercenary, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. The synopsis for this one is, A mysterious former Secret Service agent must urgently return to France when his estranged son is falsely accused 
of arms and drug trafficking by the government following a blunder by an overzealous bureaucrat and a mafia operation. Have you ever seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? I have. Uh, This is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie for modern times with none of the modern sensibilities that come with movie making these days. I would say that Jean-Claude Van Damme has never been in on the joke. Uh, like, <laughs> I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger is in on the joke, which is why his movies are so fun. Like, he's in, he knows what he's he's goofy, you know? He's just yeah. having fun. Like, look at Running Man. Come on. That's my one of my favorite movies of all time, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's so goofy. Jean-Claude Van Damme would never would make that, and he would think it was the most serious movie of all time. Like, you know? Yeah. Everyone else would know it's goofy, but he wouldn't. And I, I just, he's not fun like Arnie or Sly, you know, the dudes that get the joke. Do you think that he was, they maybe tried to push that a little bit? Because it definitely features him in a woman's wig in this that looks ridiculous. I feel like everyone else knows that, and he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't <laughs> get it. He's not in on this. <laughs> uh, it could be the case. It could be the case. Now, it, you will get to see him do the splits in this trailer. Well, that's that's a given. His, his signature. He even does that in Kung Fu Panda. He's an alligator, and he does the splits in, in Kung Fu Panda. He even does it in that Volvo truck commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we get it. We get it, JCVD. <laughs> you can get the splits. <laughs> yeah, so that is, uh, this does not look good. It's all in French. No. Uh, does not look good. I, I probably will skip this. Yeah, his he's not fun like Arnie or Sly. He's no. He's weird um okay so then uh, we have a trailer for no sudden move is it moves or move it's just move i it's jarring to call it that because it doesn't it sounds like it should be moves but yeah. it is no sudden move and it's it's a steven soderbergh movie the uh description is a group of criminals are brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when a simple job goes completely sideways we got a good cast here. We got, we got a stacked cast. Matt Damon, we got David Harbour, we got Brendan Fraser, we got John Hamm, we got Benicio del Toro, we got Don Cheadle, we got Ray Liotta, we got Kieran Culkin, we got uh Amy Simons, we got Julia Fox, all these people. So many did, people. Did I hear you say Ray Liotta? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chantex. <Old>. Chantex. <laughs> I tried everything to quit smoking. Cocaine, everything. Nothing worked. Then I tried Jantix. Pumpkinhead himself, Ray Liotta. Uh, But most importantly, we have Brendan Fraser. Uh, Also, I feel like a lot of people in this cast gained weight over the uh, quarantine, and that that comforts me. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I you feel know, I feel a lot more comfortable watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I watched this and I, and I didn't. I, my thought was, I can't believe these guys gained a bunch of weight during quarantine. They're still trying to make. It was like, oh, they gained weight during quarantine, like me. That makes me feel good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Same. It's like, oh, <laughs> I like. Well, that's what I liked about Thor and Endgame. It's like I was like, I relate to this because when I when I, if I'm in a bad mood, I tend to not do anything and eat a lot. So <laughs> relatable uh, Thor. Yeah, you you talk to some food about your problems. Yeah. So uh, this trailer, I, I actually don't know what this is about. Um, to, I think the trailer was a little too long. It was like forty five seconds or thirty seconds too long, and I, I got lost in what it was about. So did you? Do you understand what it's about? 
I believe that Steven Soderbergh was being intentionally vague about the plot, much like the Knives Out trailers when they came out. Oh, okay. He's a really, really, really good filmmaker. I have no doubt that this will be pretty smart. So if he had anything to do with the trailer, I feel like it was sort of intentional where it was just like, these are all the cool people that are in this movie. It's going to look like this, and I'm directing it. And for me, for someone like me, that's enough. Uh, but yeah, it, it really doesn't give you a good idea of what it is actually about. Some sort of crime, and and the yep. cast is very good. I think you're right. I think that was his intention. That's Those are the things he wanted to put in front of us for us to see. And I don't think this many people, uh, great actors, would sign up for a project like this unless the script is pretty decent, the story is pretty decent. Yeah. To me, in this trailer, Don Cheadle's performance sort of stood out. I think he'll be really good in this. I love Don Cheadle. I do too. So uh, I'll I'll, pro- I'll probably end up watching this. It's going to be a low bar to, or low barrier to entry too, because I think it's going to be on HBO in July, in July, like July first on HBO or something. That's perfect. Yeah, I can watch it then. Uh, and we get to see Chantix. 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 <laughs> Ray Liotta. All right. Uh, next trailer we have here is The Lost Symbol. Yeah, so this is this is a Robert Langdon Dan Brown book, uh, like The Da Vinci Code or Angels and Demons. Yeah, and the plot synopsis is: This follows the early adventures of famed Harvard symbologist Robert Langdon, who finds himself pulled into a series of deadly puzzles when his mentor is kidnapped. The CIA forces him onto a task force where he uncovers a chilling conspiracy. I read this book, The Lost Symbol, and it wasn't a very good book. I feel like. National Treasure had come out and that Dan Brown really liked that and so he wanted to make his own National Treasure and then there was like a tattoo guy that was basically Michael Schofield from Prison Break but like a bad guy so it was like if uh, Paul Bettany's character from The Da Vinci Code but instead of being an albino he was a a tattoo guy you know (laughs) (laughs) Dan Brown is famously not the greatest writer of all time but I like the Da Vinci Code movie and Angels and Demons movie. I thought those were good. I like Tom Hanks. I never saw those movies, but th- this trailer feels a lot like those trailers. Yeah, it looks similar. I never saw, there's a third I think they ma- they made a mo- a movie of Inferno, which was the fourth Robert Langdon book, but I didn't see it. I read that book too and I didn't like that one either. The the third of the there, how many books are in that series? I know about four. So there was the Da Vinci, there was Angels and Demons first. Angels and Demons in the Outfield. Angels and Demons in the Outfield. Then there's the Da Vinci Code, and then Lost Symbol, and then Inferno. But the way that the movies went, they did Da Vinci Code first because it was the most popular, and then they did Angels and Demons, and set it after that, and then they did Inferno. They skipped this one probably because the book was the worst book. And they made Inferno, which I never saw that one. Uh, I didn't see that movie. And now for Peacock, they're doing like a season. They're turning the Lost Symbol into a season of a show. So they're they're setting this one as a prequel. So it's just, it's sort of all over the place. But, you know, that doesn't matter. The books don't require the other ones. They're all very standalone. Like, he never uh, references anything from any of the other books in them. Okay. I don't even see, like, the guy that's playing... Oh, this dude that's playing Robert Langdon, he looks like Seth Meyers mixed with that guy that I hate from The Office, the temp. <laughs> uh, his name is Ashley Zuckerman. 
I never heard of him before, but he's playing Robert Langdon. He doesn't have that weird hair that Tom Hanks had in Da Vinci Code. I never, I never read or saw any of the Da Vinci Code stuff. Is it, is it worth going back to? Not the book so much. Uh, I like the Da Vinci Code movie. It's, it's, it's all. Uh, it's not like. It's very pulpy, you know. So like, it's not like a a genius mystery, you know. It's not like some sort of super clue thing, you know. It's like it's okay. very pulpy. <laughs> Uh, but it's full of real good actors and good performances, and it's a Ron Howard movie, so it's it's pretty. Like Ron Howard uses all natural light on everything, which is why his movies look so good. Hmm. So to me, yeah, it's worth watching the first one and the second one, Angels and Demons, because that one has Ewan McGregor in it, and also Alfred Molina's in one of them too. But yeah, it's just good cast, good looking movie. Plots, you know, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little uh, pulpy, but yeah. Well, I mean, as we know, the the movie can be better than the book, uh, Annihilation being the prime example. Yeah, Jess agrees, I believe, on that. She read those books, too. Yeah, just terrible. So we'll see about the Lost Symbol. We'll see how it, how it do. Oh, one thing is, uh, one person that's in this is Valerie Curry, who, if you've ever played the game Detroit Become Human, she plays uh, one of the androids in that and she's great i like her a lot well she'll be one of the main characters because i actually remember her character's name without having to look and i think it was Catherine solomon which tells me she'll have a lot of lines if i can remember a book that i read 10 15 years ago oh, that's cool yeah she's good uh, she uh, i don't know if i i don't know if i'll end up watching this we'll see it, it, maybe if there's nothing else on right yeah and it's, it's you have to have peacock so it's an extra step you know yeah, I, I talked to Aaron. I think we're actually going to have to get Peacock because they're doing away with NBC Sports Network, right? Um, and that and they and as we know, they they play a lot of the Olympics on there and racing. So I gotta, I'm going to have to get Peacock. My cousin John said he canceled all his streaming services and he was just going to subscribe to them as he wanted them, like one at a time. And I was yeah. like, why don't why don't I do that? Because I haven't like opened Netflix in like three months. That that is probably the way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's probably doing it right. Uh, all right, so the next trailer we have here is Ron's Gone Wrong. Yeah, the, the story of Barney, an awkward middle schooler, and Ron, his new walking, talking, digitally connected device. Ron's malfunctions set against the backdrop of social media age launch them on a journey to learn about true friendship. Because fr- friendship was the robot advertisements we made along the way. <laughs> so we got to talk about the ad at the beginning of this trailer. Yes, that is the main thing we need to discuss here. This trailer opens with an ad for the little digital buddy, like the digital assistant thing. This ad is so like realistic, the way that they phrase everything in the ad, that I thought it was a real ad for something like an app or something. Yeah, I kept looking at the bottom right-hand corner of the video to, to click the skip ad button, and it, and it wasn't popping up. And I was like, where's the button? And it took me like literally a couple of seconds because I kept watching the the ad and I was like, wait a minute, th- this is the this is the trailer. Yeah, it's so convincing. It it's done like an every it's it's done like a real ad. It it truly is nothing. I've seen fake ads aplenty. Yes, yes. Nothing has ever captured the way that ads are like this to me before, where I actually felt like I was being advertised to. 
yeah, it's truly next level. It's it's you're right. It's head and shoulders above anything you've seen before as far as fake ads go. And the way that we're talking about it might seem weird to you. Like, why would we notice something like this? It's that it's that it's that pronounced, you know? Yeah, it fooled us so good that we have to talk about it. Uh huh. Uh, also, Zach Galifianakis is the little messed up robot, so that's fun. I like I, him. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I, I, at first I was like, oh, did his dad get the robot on Wish? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, maybe he got like a um, like a refurbished model for cheaper, you know? That's yeah. I had the same thought there. It's a uh, yeah. Everyone else has these fancy robots, and then his is like a derpy Zach Galifianakis <laughs> robot. It just constantly messes up. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks fun i think i think this looks fun you know what i was thinking was this looks more fun than um what's the movie with chris pratt and spider-man oh yeah onward onward yeah to me i don't i onward didn't look appealing to me this looks appealing i enjoyed onward but i think that this looks good as well i'm a sucker for um endearing robots right like wally yeah and and the Beck Bennett and Fred Armisen and Mitchell's versus the Machines. I still haven't watched that. Oh, it's so good. That's a good one. <sighs> yeah, no, I need to watch that. Uh, all right, so I'm, we'll watch uh, Ron's Gone Wrong for sure. Uh, oh, here we go. Trailer number six. We put the we put the best in the middle, or did or I guess it just happened to fall that way. Yeah, these are all uh, by order of release this week. Yeah, guys, there's a trailer. And stop the podcast and go watch it. It is a trailer for Masters of the Universe, Revelation, New He-Man, and it looks awesome. This looks a million times cooler than I even had hoped it would look, and I was already fully overhyped and on board. Uh, The animation is awesome. The characters all look like the toys. Uh, yep. So the ones that in the old episodes that didn't look right, they changed how they look and they look good now, like Clawful. I recognize literally everyone and every vehicle. So there's, you know, all the stuff you want to see is there. The Land Shark was there. The Rotors were there. Stridor was there. The uh, Bashasaurus was there. I was at a, when we, when we went to Indianapolis, we went to like a little, uh, it's like one of those malls where people have stalls and they sell old stuff. Yeah. There was a Bashasaurus in a in a Detolf there for sale and it had the head, the Triceratops head. And I was like, I've ne- I've had Bashasauruses in my life. I have one in the basement right now. I've never had one where it, where the head was on it. So I considered buying it but I didn't because I didn't want to go get someone to unlock the case it was in. <laughs> Laziness <laughs> prevailed. But yeah, so the Bashasaurus is in there. Uh like Beastman, Merman, uh Man-at-Arms, Tila and it's just the voice cast on this. Have you looked at the voice cast? Oh, I have not. No, it's great. So Chris Wood is He-Man. He's not a person that most people would know. I don't know him from anything. So he's sort of like a newer guy. But apart from him, Diedrich Bader is Trapjaw. Liam Cunningham is Man at Arms. Kevin Conroy is Merman. Uh, oh, Bu- wow. Buffy herself, uh, SMG, is Tila. Lena Headey is Evelyn. Mark Hamill is Skeletor. Uh, we got Justin Long, we got Griffin Newman, we got Phil Lamar, Jason Mewes, Alan Oppenheimer, Kevin Michael Richardson, Stephen Root is Cringer, which is pretty much perfect. Henry Rollins is Triclops. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, the, everybody looks so good. Tila has some awesome action, which I'm excited about because there's not a lot of women in this. No, there never has been. 
no, they're, but but they're staying true to true to the original stuff. And this is Kevin. Um, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. That's kind of heading this up, right? Yeah, he just wanted he wanted a continuation from the old series, and so basically this is this treats all the old cartoon as canon. Like this follows from that. Oh God, this is I, I cannot wait for this man. Yeah, it comes out July twenty third on Netflix. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it all at once probably. Oh, I'm gonna binge the heck out of this. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah, for sure. So this is the MVP of the week for sure. Oh, hundred percent the MVP. Cannot wait for this. Also, them using "I Need a Hero" like as it slowly oh. builds up. Oh man, it was oh, so my good. God. The the action that they chose too, like with that song, like you it, you get hyped, dude. Like if you if you're about to go to the gym, watch this like right before you go in. Yeah, and you, you will you'll hit them weights hard, buddy. Yeah, you got to punch them like they're like they're beast man. I need a hero. That song slaps all the time, man. It's never been used incorrectly in like a movie <laughs> or a TV show. <laughs> that's true, man. Okay, so that's uh, Master of the Universe Revelation. Go check it out. Uh, then we have a trailer for Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, so this is on the cusp of his 30th birthday. A promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressure of life as an artist in New York City. But it's a musical. It's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. He has never directed before, so this is sort of like a like a debut, a directorial debut for him. Yeah, yeah. I like the trailer. I like the beginning when everyone's just like sitting around singing. Uh Andrew Garfield's playing sort of like an eccentric music genius. And apart from that, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, I didn't I couldn't really get what this was about. Uh it didn't look super interesting to me. Like it didn't look like it was for me. But who knows, it might be really good. I don't know. I'll always try out a musical. Like I'll always see cuz what if the soundtrack is awesome? Do you think we'll get the soundtrack to this before the movie comes out? That's hard to say cuz if it was like a stage production for sure, but this is just a movie. As far as I know, there's no counterpart. There's no like stage counterpart for this. Is the only thing that comes out before a movie the toys of the movie? Pretty much, yeah. Sometimes the soundtrack comes out like a week before, but a lot yeah. of times the tracks have spoilers, so they don't. Is is this coming out in theaters? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Lin Manuel, the the ultimate millennial. What are they, isn't that what the the youths call him? Yeah, I mean. I, I'm not a youth, so I don't know. I, I don't really hear what the youth say. I'm too old now. Now I'm the they, one that gets made fun of. <laughs> Seriously. They call him like the King Millennial or something like that, which is kind of funny to me. I would I would probably serve under his banner. Uh, all right, moving on to the next trailer, which is the second trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah, so this is, I don't need to read a synopsis from this. This is a sequel to Space Jam. Uh, come on. Yeah. Uh, I have I have one thing I want to talk about mainly from this because it's just a, it's just another Space Jam trailer like yeah it's Space Jam yeah this is the third thing that has featured Lola in it and in the first movie uh, Kath Susie who's a, a very well known voice actor did her voice and then in the second one was the the Cartoon Network series where Kristen Wiig did her voice and she played her like a stalker and it was really really funny and very good and then this one is zendaya just doing a normal zendaya voice they really need to commit to a voice for lola i feel like because like bugs bunny doesn't have an actor voice bugs bunny has a bugs bunny voice and all these looney tunes have bugs bunny voices and i feel like just because lola's the girl one doesn't mean she just has generic girl voice she should have a voice 
I will say that her voice does sort of stand out as the non Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny type voice. So I think you're right there. She's got the famous person voice, and it's like get Cass Susie back then, so it's, you're consistent with space. Like I love Zendaya. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Zendaya. Sure, but Cass Susie was her voice. Cass Susie's still a voice actor. Get Cass Susie back. Yeah. Yeah, there there really wasn't much notable from this trailer other than King Kong gives Iron Giant a fist bump, which I liked. I also liked the Wiley e. Coyote joke uh, where he cloned himself and then went through the basket, basketball hoop <laughs> a million times and it looked like they were counting all those points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The did you did you like the way they did the CGI of the tunes? No, I liked I liked two D animation. Oh, that's right. I I actually really liked the way that they did the CGI, like the translation from 2D to 3D, I think they looked really good. I'm not against it uh, very heavily. It's just I liked, I liked the first one better. I like how it looks. I just, they everything's CGI cartoons, you know? I do know. I yeah. do know. They always do it. Just I like the 2D one. But although I, it, you get both worlds in this because LeBron is uh, a cartoon in the Looney Tunes world, so... You know they can jump around and play with it. It's it's a Space Jam movie. They should just be they should be allowed to play with it how they want to. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say they shouldn't. Yeah, go ham. You're saying you want them to go ham. Yeah, just get some animators some jobs. That's fine. All right, next trailer we got here is the third trailer to Free Guy, the movie that will never come out. <laughs> yeah, for real. I feel like this is the Kong. This is like the same as Kong versus Godzilla, where. Uh, we talked about it so early in the life of the podcast that it's become sort of a legend. Yeah. It's the Duke Nukem forever <laughs> of of movies. It is. Except, you know, I, it's it's even the, it's definitely the most powerful one because Kong vs. Godzilla is already out like on Blu-ray now. This still isn't coming out until August 13th. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't even know it was coming out that late. They're just pushing it back forever yeah this this movie is the one where ryan reynolds is a bank teller in a video game and it's like an open world video game like online so everything's chaotic but he plays an npc so he doesn't really acknowledge it and this looks like it's going to be sort of your standard action comedy so it'll be like any any action comedy like uh pretty predictable pretty predictable but uh, fun to watch. Nothing, yeah. sp- nothing spectacular. Right. Taika's gonna be the bad guy though. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, I wonder is what is he gonna have his normal New Zealander accent or is he gonna do a different accent? You think? I don't think we heard it in the trailer. Uh, he says a couple things, so I think he's go- he's kind of doing a voice. He doesn't sound fully normal. Uh, he usually will do some sort of voice. Like korg isn't even his normal voice his korg voice is is based on a bouncer at a club that he he met (laughs) i didn't know that (laughs) yeah some bouncer at a club in new zealand inspired the voice of korg be like hey man get to the back of the line also you cut there's no cutting (laughs) what is this note that you have here about baba o'reilly oh yeah so in in this trailer the music that they're playing in the trailer is baba o'reilly by the who and you know it's out here in the fields that yeah. it's that song. This to me is hilarious because in Hey Riddle Riddle, every time they do like a fake trailer, like when they say that sounds like a movie, and then they do a little improv scene, 
Yeah. They always play Baba O'Reilly in the background. Like every time, they'll be like, "Like Mr. Jones got himself a new dog," and it's stuff like that. But it's always, <laughs> boop, 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 you know. Do they do they start those fake trailers out with a with a piano key? <laughs> you know, they always start with this. But uh, if they were doing dramas, they'd move to the piano key. If they if they followed the law, they would use piano key because piano key is law. Piano key is law. Serve under piano key. That'll be. That'll always be one of my favorite things that we've that you've ever said in the podcast. <laughs> well, if you want to listen to me talk about that, it's an episode title, folks. Piano key is law. <laughs> so good. Uh, all right. So then we've got a oh a super duper teasery teaser for The Witcher season two. Yeah, it's almost impossible to talk about this um, because it was yeah. so fleeting. I was sort of expecting to see. There's a character named Missile that that's that Siri runs into at this point in the book and I sort of expected to see missile but I couldn't even see missile so it's so brief there's just a couple shots there's some armor uh Geralt Yen and Siri so but this is so teasery but this does mean that there will probably be a real trailer for us to talk about soon yeah I think we'll probably get a real trailer in the next two <clears throat> two or three weeks don't you think definitely yeah uh, all right, so then the last trailer we got here is something, again, very teasery, but I was super into this. It is something called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. And if you're not familiar with Blood Dragon, it is a Far Cry game. Yeah, Jess played this one. It's like a Far Cry spinoff game because it's spinoff of Far Cry 3. So it's yeah. like a DLC type game, like not a full game, I think. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, it looks really cool. It's a really te- teasery short trailer, so it's hard to tell what the actual direction or narrative is of this, but it does look awesome. Yeah, I think they just wanted to like show us, hey, we've got a really, really stylistic thing that we're making, and we just want to put it out there. So I would, I would relate the style of this to something close to Eon Flux. Uh, or Redline, that that crazy over the top racing anime. Yeah. So it's it's like that, but I, I'm telling you, it is just dripping with style. It's so cool looking. Yes, I'll watch it. Oh yeah. So so it, when you see this, it kind of um, alternates between like pixel art and like a very in the, like that anime that Eon Flux Redline type of anime. Um, I just think this looks so cool. I I'm I'm gonna definitely watch out for this. Yeah, I think I'll watch this too because it's on Netflix, and I have to justify that per- that purchase somehow, you know. Because <laughs> yes. I have Netflix, <laughs> we gotta find something to watch on there. Well, uh, Godzilla Singular Point, the Godzilla anime that I really want to watch, comes out June twenty fourth on Netflix. So I'm gonna hang on to it for a little while. Yeah, I still am meaning to watch Shin Godzilla. Uh, I still want to watch that. Well, it ain't going anywhere. No, it's not going. Uh, all right, so that does it for the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers, which we don't have. Yeah, we didn't ask any questions last week, and we aren't asking any this week because there's just too much content. Too much content, and we don't care about your opinions, people. <laughs> yeah, you're all being punished for only three of you answering last time. <laughs> uh, no, so do, I don't know if we do. We need to. Uh, 
at this point, you know how to reach us. Do we need to go through all this? I'm just going to say it real quick. You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and should follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. And you can follow us on Twitter for new episode updates at trailer underscore blazers. And if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what to do. Yeah, folks, right. this is a quick Mickey minute. Not even going to take a minute, but it's just going to take a couple seconds at a time. Hey, do you sometimes feel like you need more Jean-Claude Van Damme in your life? Well, quick Mickey can dress up like him. What, can't I? I might not look like him, but I can certainly dress up like him. And I will reenact Jean-Claude Van Damme fight scenes by myself and imaginary men coming at me. And, and if you live a five-star ride, then I might film it for you. And that may not seem like much, but I don't know. Maybe you'd like that. Uh, but sometimes you don't know what people want, and that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, for that effervescent, reticulated, resplendent commentary. As always, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I need a hero. And uh, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm about as teasery as you can get. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show. We actually have a bunch of video game stuff to talk about, which is nice. Yeah, this is wild. This is probably the most. And E3 is this weekend, so this is even pre E3. The pre E3 <laughs> video games you need. Indeed. So uh, we will, we'll kind of skip over what we've been playing. I've just been playing a set of course in Forza Motorsport 7, like normal. I played nothing. Yeah, so nothing new to report there. Uh, industry news, guys, Battlefield 2042. Let me say it again. Battlefield 2042. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Ben is a, is a very excited about Battlefield. We're back, baby. I skipped Battlefield 5. I don't do World War II anymore. And this is like in the year 2042. It's a little futuristic. We got, we got uh, robot dogs with machine guns. We got people jumping out of planes with missile launchers, shooting the other plane down, getting back in their plane, which has been made famous. You know, people doing that in Battlefield, and they're just they're embracing it, the craziness. This is oh, this whole trailer's over the top. It looks insane. The 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 locales are awesome. I cannot wait for this. I want to buy this now and play this now. I want it, precious. This trailer is so over the top that I was expecting Vin Diesel to drive by in a car and and join in the fray at any moment. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I know we were going to put this... We, we have this in the list of trailers, but we're just going to talk about it now. I'm too excited. This is multiplayer only. Let's, let's just talk about that. There's no single-player campaign, which some people might be mad, upset about. Probably a very small minority. Uh, we all want to just play the multiplayer. So there is hovercrafts in this. There is verticality is back. There's like cities with skyscrapers that you can go on top of. So we've got the, the verticality stuff. There's wingsuits. And there's even tornadoes in wingsuits like in uh, uh, Just Cause 4. It's I just cannot wait for this, man. There's Oh, it's 128 players on PC. 128 players. 
the wingsuit is the most intriguing thing to me. I've never played a Battlefield game, but if I could zoom around in a wings, <laughs> wingsuit, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I will... Whatever character... Because you can switch your loadouts on the fly on this, but if if you have to pick a character and there's only one kind of character with a wingsuit, I will be that character every time. They better let you use a wingsuit in the actual game. The entire trailer was like a guy in a wingsuit. <laughs> it's true. Well, you know, in, in Battlefield, all characters have a parachute. You always, you know, everybody has a parachute. So I, I wonder if everybody will have a wingsuit. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I always want it. I'll tell you that. Well, it certainly looks bonkers. Yeah. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get gameplay reveal of this on the thirteenth. So that's uh, Sunday. In the in the coming up coming here. up. So well, if you're listening to this. Uh, you've probably seen it because uh, we're, pro- we're probably going to release this on Sunday night. So you've probably already seen it. And we'll talk about it next week again when we have the E3 trailers. Uh, we we will for sure. Uh, we do have one piece of news regarding Borderlands. Yeah, so Borderlands officially unveiled their new game. Uh, it's a it's not a sequel or a prequel or anything. It's like a spinoff called Tiny Tina's Wonderland uh, starring Tiny Tina coming out in 2022 and it's about her like dungeons and dragons sort of side quest thing so she's got like this D campaign or something like D. you'll be playing in that realm the uh the tiny tina's D wonderland thing yeah tiny tina is is kind of a divisive figure or a divisive character some people really love her and some people think she's really annoying. Yeah, Jess doesn't really like her, and neither does Kevin. I've never—I I don't play Borderlands. I don't play first-person games, but uh, I'm surrounded by people who love Borderlands. <laughs> like Jess really loves Borderlands, uh, but I know she doesn't like Tiny Tina. But she's still super excited for this. Yeah, the—I'm a big Borderlands fan too. I've done a Borderlands costume. I did a bad guy, low-level bad guy. Um, I thought Tiny Tina was fun when I first met her, but if you spend too much time with Tiny Tina, she does get annoying. I just really like her voice actor because it's Ashley Birch who I like. Yeah. So I I think this will probably be good. Uh, Will I play it? I don't know. I'll have to see a trailer for this before I decide. You know. It will be played extensively in my house, just not by me. <laughs> not by not by me. You'll you'll watch while you eat, you know, yes, uh, chiqui- taquitos or something like that. Yeah, I sit on the couch like on Instagram while while Josh there you plays. Go. All right, so let's talk about these here trailers. We got a couple of trailers here. Uh, the first one, a very strange trailer. I thought it's called Rainbow Six Extraction. And okay. Yeah, we need to get into this one. Yeah, okay, so if you know what Rainbow Six is, it's a game sort of uh, grounded in reality. You're a team. This game is like one bullet will kill a bad guy very quick, but you can also die from like one bullet, like sort of very realistic. And they have broken away from that mold in this, don't you think? This looks like Rainbow Six is going to fight Venom. (laughs) Yeah, this is like Rainbow (laughs) Six prototype. Uh, There is some sort of symbiote or some kind of alien artifact that's like covering everything and has spikes and stuff it's so weird it truly is i was actually confused that i clicked on the right thing when it started uh i was like i thought i clicked on rainbow six there's also like a bacon joke poster and i thought that was very 2011 that was weird uh 
It's just, I, I was like, is Rainbow Six sci-fi? Like, I haven't played a lot of the Rainbow Six games because a lot of them were online stuff. But I don't remember any of them having any sort of science fiction element to them. It's Tom Clancy. Yeah, it's Tom Clancy. I don't remember them having anything like that either. So it just, it just felt very, very strange. And I wasn't really, while I was watching it, I was like, I don't know really what to make of this. Because, it, it, you know, on one hand maybe extracting people out of this building or something would create some interesting gameplay. But at the same time, it's like, couldn't it have been like VX gas or something natural, you know? Yeah. I truly don't know what's going on with this. If you know what's going on with this, let us know. I am not a huge, I mean, I'm a, I'm an old school rainbow six fan. Like I played it back in the day. I, I haven't played a whole lot of Vegas or anything like that or siege. So I wonder what these, what the current Rainbow Six fans think about this. Are they like maybe I'll go on Twitter and find out. I would like to know. So somebody figure it out. Yeah, let us know. Or, or if you're a Rainbow Six fan, let us know. Uh, next trailer we got here is called Sifu. Uh, this is a hand-to-hand combat game. Yeah, Sifu means master in Chinese, and uh, I think it's some sort of like. Like kung fu type thing, hand to hand fighting. Uh, it looks really cool. Like the style is good, and and it's like a hallway fight. Yeah, which is the best kind of fight. Like you made a note here that they were influenced by Old Boy and Daredevil, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent what what it looks like. Yeah. But I have no idea what the long format of this game is. Like, is it a RPG? Is it like just a, an action brawler? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, and I also was wondering, like, how deep is the combat? Is it is it deep? Like, um, what's that game where you play as knights and you fight each other? Oh, uh, Kevin plays that game. I don't know. It's a, I, I think it's, it's, it's Ubisoft, isn't it? I think it's a Ubisoft game. I don't remember the name. People are screaming at their pod at their headphones and The game is called For Honor. I wonder if the if there's depth and progression or is it really just sort of a, a brawler like like a double dragon, you know? Right, yeah. I have no idea. I will I'll be interested to see more trailers of this as they come up, but as it stands I'm intrigued, but I'm not sold. I think that's the way I am as well. Yep. Uh, so then the next trailer we have here is called Chernobylite, and this is a gameplay trailer. It is a survival horror game. It's it's that uh, found footage movie, The Chernobyl Diaries, but as a video game. Okay, well there you go. This I, I'm not into survival horror, so I wasn't into this, but th- this looks like something people will like or want to play. Yeah, it looks creepy. It looks like it's maybe done well, but I I, I don't want to play it. Is this American made, or did somebody in like Eastern Europe make this? Oh, that I don't know. It sounded it sounded American. Yeah. Like there was no accents involved or anything. No, you're right. Yeah, it was American accents for sure. Not not really for us, but but it exists or it's coming out. Yeah, if you think you might be into that, watch the trailer. There you go. We try to cover all the different types of games, guys. <laughs> uh so then we have a trailer for Golf Club Wasteland, a pretty unique looking game. Yeah, this is pretty cool looking. It's a golf game. Like a indie indie game look, like a like a small golf game, not like a big golf game, like a EA Sports game or something. Uh, it looks like it's got some cheeky references. <laughs> There's that Cov FIFA or whatever on that building in the background, stuff like that. So it's gonna it's gonna have some like modern references and poking fun at like the Earth. Yeah. 
Because um, the premise is like everybody lives off world, like on Mars and stuff. And so the super rich come back to Earth to play this like sort of weird golf game, you know? Yeah. It looks fun. It kind of reminded me of that giant robot golf. That uh, It's like super giant robot golf or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which that was a fun game. The McElroy brothers were the announcers on that, so that was fun. That's fun. But yeah, this this has sort of that look. It's like an indie look. It's cool art style. Yeah. Looks like it's fun. Yeah. If the control, I agree with you about the controls. Yeah. If, if they nail the controls on this and they get the atmosphere, it's like if it's very atmospheric, like with the music and the sounds and the way it looks, that I, it, it could be a really fun place to go to to play some golf. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm I'm interested. I love golf game. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I like a good golf game too. Uh, the next game that we have here, I'm actually probably going to end up buying this game. It's called Kung Fu Kickball. Yeah, so this is like a multiplayer kickball fighting game where you have to fight over the, the kickball and, and you have to fight each other with like combat in between the characters. Uh, this I have a I have a very powerful competitive side that I actually it's it can be somewhat overpowering, so I try and keep it in check. This feels like it would bring that out, and I would need to win, and I would, I would maybe be too. I would get too much into it. <laughs> it it does look like it's pretty heated the way that it the the gameplay works. So it's a so it's it's two D platformer looking, pixel art style, and each character has like special moves. It looks like, and. It looks like I think it's four players. So, and this is coming out on Switch, by the way. Uh, it's coming. I mean, it's coming out on Steam and PlayStation and Xbox and all that. But, but Switch is where it's at because we have multiple Switch controllers in my house, and like I can play with the kids. So, I think I will, might get this so I can play with the kids. It looks fun. It looks especially like a good game for that. Yeah, it's almost like soccer in a way because you're trying to get the the kickball to your opponent's bell. Um, and the bells are kind of up high, so you have to like get vertical with the ball and, and do some different type of moves to get it to hit the bell. So looks fun. I think so. Yeah. So then we have a trailer for Omno. This is basically like a journey game. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks just like Journey. It's got some cool creatures. It's got, it looks like it's got some fun little puzzles. You know, it looks good. It's just it's a journey clone. Yeah, it's not combat heavy. Doesn't look like. There is a little bit of collecting, it looks like. Uh, but I think if this is sort of a relaxing type of exp- exploration game, it could be enjoyable. Yeah, this is one that for sure will be free on the PS5 eventually. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'll yeah. grab, because I have, I have PS Plus or whatever, yeah. and it'll be free on there, and I'll grab it then. That, I think that's probably, you can probably bank on that, buddy. Um, okay then, so the last trailer that we have here is Evil Dead the Game. This makes me wish that I played online games. Like, I don't really play a lot of online games, but I love Evil Dead. This makes me really want to figure out a way to play this with people, because it looks awesome. The controls on this almost look like like Resident Evil, like stop and shoot, like you stop and then point your gun and shoot. It does, and I always liked that. I know everyone hated that about Resident Evil, but I liked that. And when they stopped doing it is when I sort of stopped playing them as much. I like that you can be Ash, you can be Evil Ash, you can be Kelly from Ash vs. Evil Dead. There's the dude from Army of, Army of Darkness, and 
It's just all these different Evil Dead characters. The graphics look good. I, I kind of expected this to be a cheaper made game, but it doesn't look like it is. Uh, you can play as the Deadite, so you can have someone someone as the Kandarian Demon and do like an asymmetrical yeah. gameplay that way. Uh, just, yeah, I love Evil Dead. Yeah. I I like Evil Dead, but I still think Back for Blood looks more compelling for this type of game. I have no attachment to Back for Blood because I didn't really play Left for Dead. Uh, Left for Dead, okay. so t- to me it it doesn't like I could I could just easily forget Back for Blood existed. Although I'm I'm sure that it also is fun. See, I don't tend to play these kind of games. So it's it's likely that I'll never play either. Really, yeah. <laughs> it's just I wish I would play. I wish I would play Evil Dead. Yeah. Well, uh, we will see if many people do play it. Uh, I don't know. Is it is it kind of indie developed or is it? Uh, I don't. I don't think I saw a big publisher attached. I don't remember seeing one. It does. It that's the thing is I thought it would be like an indie developed small game, but it, the graphics were pretty good and. I was surprised at how good they were. All right, well, that's I think that's all the video game stuff we got this week. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna have a lot more next week because it's E three this weekend. Yeah, E three starts uh the, tomorrow after we record this, which is Saturday the twelfth. So, uh, get on the internet and follow along, folks. Uh, but for this edition of the trailer blazures, I'm Ben Moon, and I got that wingsuit. Happy trailsers. And my name is Nick Kelly, and I am going to go with the Rainbow Six team to fight Venom and Carnage. Happy Trailsers. I tried everything to quit smoking. Cocaine, everything. Nothing worked. Then I tried... Armageddon.